Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, as we gather tonight, and as we gather with all sincerity to sit at your feet, my Father, we ask for grace. We ask for your grace, that your word, the words we speak are yours. We pray that the ministry of the Holy Spirit comes into play, Father, so that, Father, you are revealed to us, so we are changed to be like you. Holy Spirit, we yield to your guidance tonight in all ways and in all things. We ask that you are our teacher. Thank you for your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' most holy name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Um, and so last week, we were working through Ephesians 3, reading from 14 to 21. And we had got basically halfway. And so as a refresher, what I will do um, is I'll read through it again and we'll pick up pretty much where we stopped off last week. Um, again, as many of your questions as we can, we'll cover probably at about the 40 minute mark and then we'll go from there. But God will be kind to us tonight. He'll be very kind as we begin to look at the Holy Spirit. And so we will really encourage everybody to plug in. And so I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter three. I'm going to read from verses 14 to 21. I will read from the King James version of the Bible um, as our foundation. And we will look at other versions of the Bible as we go on, um, as we go on later tonight. Um, and so I'm going to read from verse 14. And this is where we kicked off last week. Remember, we are looking at the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives as Jesus presented it. And the, one of the beautiful things about this passage are uh, the things that the Holy Spirit does are enshrined in this passage, and that's what we're talking about. Um, and as we go through this month looking at the Holy Spirit, what we'll find is we'll look at some of the things he does in more detail um, in a more structured manner. And so I'm going to read from Ephesians 3, verse 14. The Bible says the following, For this cause I bow, bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we'll do is we're going to pick up, last week we stopped at talking about the Holy Spirit pouring the love of God abroad in our hearts. That's where we stopped. And so we looked at one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit where he sheds the love of God abroad in our heart and that enables us to go through trials and challenges. Um, and so that's something that we looked at last week. And so we'll pick up from verse 18. And so the Bible says the following, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ. And so one of the things that we're, the first thing we're going to look at today as we begin today's Bible study is this, the Holy Spirit is the person who reveals the Lord to us. He's um, the, the primary preserve of the Holy Spirit is he reveals, he reveals God to us. And so the Bible says that comprehension, that means coming to a clear cut understanding of the love of Christ comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
And so let's look at that. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at that whereby the Holy Spirit will reveal God to us. And we're going to look at one scripture in particular. And so please come with me to the book of First Corinthians. And we're going to look at chapter two. And we're going to read from nine. And we'll stop at 11. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine to 11. And we're looking at the element of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that he reveals God to us. Um, and so this is where we're starting. So this is where we're gonna to start today. And so let's look at, this is what the Bible says. Um, actually, let me back up. I'll back up two verses for context. And so this is Paul speaking, and I'll read from um, verse six. I'll read from verse six. It says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let's verse 9 and 10 are critical. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Then the Bible goes on to say from verse 10, and this is key, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And then you can read verse 11 to complete that thought. It says, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we want to look at is this. Notice, the Bible says that the person who reveals God's will, God's intention, God's plans, and God's purposes to us is the person of the Holy Spirit. He will reveal. The Bible says that God has revealed all of those things to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. So whenever you want to know something, whenever you want to know what God has planned for you or what God has purpose, let's also understand that it's the Holy Spirit's, um, it, it, it's the Holy Spirit's job. It's what he does is to reveal God to us, what God is thinking, what God wants. And, and we're talking about little things and we are talking about very major things. And so we realize that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, so in our base text, it said that we will be able to comprehend with all saints what is the length, breadth, depth, and height, and to know this love of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, what that means is the Holy Spirit will reveal to you not only just how much God loves you, but he will reveal God's plans and God's purposes to you. And so what I want you to realize is, let's hold on to that verse. So in this season where we are holding on to say, Lord, what do we do next? How do we launch out into the deep? What's coming for our lives? Know for a fact that the Holy Spirit is on your side to reveal God's plans to you. He reveals, and, and we'll have a look at that in, in, in different versions. Um, in different ways but notice verse 10 says but God has revealed them unto us that means he's shown us the Holy Spirit will make it clear to us and we'll look at how in, in a moment and so what I want you to do is have confidence when you ask the Lord that Lord teach me show me he's already said yes I will so you're asking on a positive so you've got a really strong positive there so that's that's the thing that the holy spirit does now notice also and i, I hope this helps somebody the bible says in verse 8 that none of the princes of this world knew they didn't know what god had planned or what god is planning although they have 
an ability to slightly predict, but they don't know the details. And so please understand when the Lord reveals his will and intention to you, it's coming from him and it is something you can trust. And we'll look at how he does that in a moment. But let's look at two other, let's look at two places where the Holy Spirit, um, let's look at two places where the Holy Spirit reveals um, God's will to us. So come with me to Acts chapter 13, and we will look at verses one to four. So this is the, this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now the, I'll read from the Bible. The Bible says the following. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Now, this is, I'll come to that in a moment. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Verses three and four, the Bible says, and when they had fasted and prayed and they laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia. Um, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus and one of the greatest seasons of ministry began. Notice the Bible says two things, that it was the Holy Spirit who said to them, this is what God wants to do next. Now, I want you to notice the Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord. When we say as they ministered to the Lord, this is where worship, especially worship and praise, comes into its own. Not just singing a song to start a song or singing a song to start your prayer session, whereby it's religious. This is literally when I say ministering, ministering means that is an old English word for serving, presenting to God what he wants. And so it might be a song that God's laid on your heart. It might be a scripture. It might be a psalm. It might be something that you say that really clicks. But the, the Bible says, as you minister to the Lord, as you pray in tongues, as you speak to God, your father, the Bible says in that place where you are ministering means you sense that God this is what you want to do even if it's not exactly what I do in my prayer time so let me give you an example sometimes you may start your your quiet time and you may feel you may be following a bible study guide which is fantastic and then the Holy Spirit may say okay read one extra chapter or pray a little before you start or praying tongues, or a song will come up on Spotify that grabs you, or a song that will, that a worship song will pop up on YouTube that you just have got on repeat. In those times, the Holy Spirit will speak. Let's take, we're going to take our declaration in about 15 seconds, and I'm going to pause there, and I'm going to come back to that point. So that's what it means to minister to the Lord. So let's take our declaration, and then I'll come back to that point. Oh, Lord, we are your people, called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray. We seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we pray. Now our declaration. We declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, ministering to the Lord is literally in the old times, they would light offerings. And as the offerings or the incense went up, the Lord will inhabit, as we've said, that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. There are some really fun, um, when I say that, they're really fun examples that are really clear. Um, I'll pick on one so we understand ministering to the Lord. And this is what I'm trying to make clear is that the Holy Spirit will come to the second part is the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal God's will to you. And so turn with me, um, please, to the second book of Kings, chapter three. 
And this is an Old Testament example. I'll read from verse four. I'll read from verse 13. Let me see if I can get it. Okay, 12. So 2 Kings chapter 3, we're going to read from 12. 2 Kings 3, we're going to read from 12, and we're going to stop um, at verse 16. Okay, I'm going to stop at verse 16. So this is what it means to minister to the Lord. The Bible so that three kings have gone to battle and they, they've gone to look for a prophet. I'll read from verse 12. Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So verse 11 said, Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord here by whom we may inquire of the Lord? One of the king of Israel's servants answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who served Elijah, is here. Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So Joram, king of Israel, and Jehoshaphat, the king of Edom, went down to Elisha. Verse 13. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your wicked father Ahab and your wicked mother Jezebel. But the king of Israel said to him, no, for the Lord has called us three kings together to be delivered into the hand of Moab. They were in a really difficult situation. Verse 14. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I respect the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would neither look at you nor see you, King Joram. Verse 15 is key. Elisha says, but now bring me a minstrel. And while the minstrel played, the hand of the Lord the hand and power of the Lord came upon Elisha. And he said, thus says the Lord. We'll stop there. And so, ladies and gentlemen, ministering to the Lord is creating an environment, just literally. And when I say creating an environment, the way the minstrel played music, the same way when you are worshiping, you might be singing a hymn, you might be saying a psalm, you might be speaking a scripture, but just you're focusing on God, this is you. Worship, praise, whatever it may be. The Bible says in that place, the Holy Spirit will speak. So let's go back to our text, Acts chapter 13. And this is what I also want you to realize. When the Holy Spirit wants to reveal something to you, his primary method or the primary way he wants to do it is to speak. He will speak to your heart. He will speak to you through scriptures. He will speak to you through sermons. Um, he will speak to you through um, friends or guidance, but he will speak to you. And the primary method is he'll speak to you in your heart and he will speak to you through the word. That is what the Holy Spirit does. That's how he causes us to come to understand this is what Jesus has done for us. This is what he has planned for us. So, to bring this part of what the Holy Spirit does, he reveals the plans and the purposes of God. So while they were ministering and fasting and they were spending time with the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to them in the very same way the Holy Spirit will speak to you over the next season of your life. And so that's what, one of the things you must realize, that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal God's plans and purposes to you. That's what he does. And Jesus says, so let's go to one scripture to, to wrap that up. One scripture to wrap that up. This is Jesus speaking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. And the Bible says the following, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. So ladies and gentlemen, please understand you have a guide and it's interesting that the guide knows how to get your attention you have a guide and that's what the ministry of the holy spirit does and so we re realize that one of the things that the holy spirit does is he's our he's our guide yes but he reveals he reveals god to us and he does so by speaking so that is the first thing so let's go back to 
Ephesians 3. And let's move to the next one. Um, again, if you have any questions, pop them into the chat um, and then we'll pick them up from there. So the Bible says that Ephesians 3 from verse 18, which is where we started reading, said you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. And then I'm going to come to the last part. So ladies and gentlemen, what will the Holy Spirit reveal to you? Everything that Jesus has won on your behalf. He will reveal God's mind, God's plans and purposes. He will reveal what the Father tells him, and he will reveal what Jesus has won on your behalf. Um, and that is that puts us at a remarkable advantage. But let's look at that in scripture so we can have a look at how he does that. And so we understand, um, so it becomes clear. Let's go back to John chapter 16, verses 13. John 16, verse 13, and we'll use that as a base for this particular point of what will the Holy Spirit reveal. Now, I'm going to read this in the, from the Bible in basic English to, to drive this point home. So what will the Holy Spirit reveal to us? The first thing is this. However, when he, this, I'm reading from verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of true knowledge has come, he will be your guide into all true knowledge. That's the truth. We understand that. For his words will not come from himself, but whatever has come to his hearing that he will say, and he will make clear to you the things to come. So the first thing we realize is the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth. If you turn to your, in your Bible to John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus says, sanctify them through thy truth, that thy word is truth. So when the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth, he will guide you through scripture. That's the first thing. The second thing is he will reveal to you what God is saying to you. He will, and notice what the Bible says here. He says, what God is speaking, and God is speaking from heaven, God's speaking through him. And the Bible says he will make it clear to you. Now, let, let me tie that together. The scripture we're holding on to this year and the scripture that the Lord has laid out on, on us as a church is Luke 5, reading from verses 1 to 11. Now, the whole, as you spend time studying the Bible, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, the Holy Spirit will make that clearer to you and he will break it down personally so that there's something there that you can hold on to that, God, this is how I'm going to live my life from now on. This is how your promise is going to shape my life. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he will be your guide into the truth. He will open up the word. He will reveal it to you. But he will also reveal to you what he hears from the Father, what God is saying right now. One of the things that the Lord is saying, one of the words that God has given us as a church is Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, that God is doing a new thing. And what you also realize is that word has gone pretty much global. It's You're hearing it from different pulpits. And so you realize the Lord will make it clear to you. He will make clear what is on God's mind, what is on God's heart to you. So we realize that you have an ally. So when you're reading the Bible, when you come before the Bible, when you come to sit down, before you start, know for a fact that you can say, Holy Spirit, make it clear to me. That's what the Bible says. That's what he will do. The second thing he'll do, the second thing he will do is he will make clear to you things to come. Now, that means he will give you a picture of tomorrow. He will literally make clear to you what God wants you to know so you are prepared for tomorrow. 
let me put that in scripture for you so that we know that it, it's so that so we, things you can hold on to. Proverbs 29, verse 18. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, enviable is he. Ladies and gentlemen, the person that reveals God, the person that reveals what God is going to do in your life this year, the person that gives you an inkling that this is something that is about to happen is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he will make it clear to you and he will make clear to you the things that are to come. That means he'll say it in your language. He will speak to you so that you understand, so that you are well prepared, just like he did for um, Paul and Silas, and he said, this is the work I've got for you. Separate them unto me and then go to this particular place to minister. And it can be as simple as that. So we realize that's what he does when he reveals. But let's look at John 16, verse 14, because the Bible goes on. And the Bible then says, this is now Jesus speaking. And Jesus speaking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He says, he will give me glory because he will take of what is mine and make it clear to you. Everything which the father has is mine. That is why I say he will take of what is mine and will make it clear to you. So let me make a statement why that's really important. When you come before God in prayer, the Holy Spirit will literally minister to your spirit. He will open up the Bible. He will do it in prayer, but he will cause you to realize this is what Jesus has won on your behalf. That means this is what is yours. This is what you can claim. This is what you can hold on to. This is what Jesus has won on the cross. And that's why you can now have confidence to say, the Bible says this, it's mine because of what Jesus has done. The Holy Spirit will do that. So when you are, especially when you're believing God for something specific, as you come to the Bible, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you to a place that ministers to that need. This is why your quiet time is so, so important. Give God time to show you from his word that you're already a victor in this area. So let me, I mean, I, I, I want to make this a little bit um, simple and I, I'll, I'll use two scriptures and I'll write them so that you've got it down. First, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. And Revelations 5. Our focus will be verse 12. So let's look at both of those scriptures and understand what Jesus has won for us. And this is what the Holy Spirit will bring to life. This is why he said he will reveal, he will cause you to understand how much the love of God has won on your behalf. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. The Bible says, and I'll read this from the King James Version of the Bible first. The Bible says, for all the promises of God in him, that is Jesus Christ, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Pause for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, when you come before God, the best way to present a case before God is to present a promise that God said, I'm already going to answer. That means because of what Jesus has done, because of his sacrifice, the Bible says every promise that exists in the Bible concerning you is yes and amen. Yes and amen. That means you can access it and it is already pre-approved to happen now. So when you come before God and you're holding on to a promise, have confidence, the Holy Spirit will bring that alive. He'll reveal to you that this is what the promises of God say. And as you do so, the confidence you will have in the place of prayer to confront whatever mountains stand before you, it's, it's a quite remarkable when the Holy Ghost brings 
a section of the Bible alive. And it's, it's one of the things that really makes me smile because I can be studying for something different and the Holy Spirit will bring something alive. And I have a notebook beside me and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, wow, where did that come from? And those are the kind of things that help you when you come into the place of prayer. And so, I mean, there are, vari- and so let me say this, um, let me say this because I, I sense that the Holy Spirit wants me to elaborate on it just a little bit. There is a promise for everything you are going through. There is a promise in the Bible for every single thing you're going through. And so spending time finding out is critical. You'll find them all over the Bible where God says, when it comes to this, I will do this. The Bible says in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God will do it for you. Um, I'll give you an ex- uh, Yes, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm going to go to the book of Leviticus 26. Um, so this is, so let's say you're going through a dry patch. Let's say you want something to happen. You want something to become fruitful. Leviticus chapter 26. Um, I will come to your questions in a moment. Please keep them coming out and I'll grab them as we go on. Leviticus 26. This is just one promise. And I'm going going to read from three. Um, You can read to the end, but I'm, I'm going to read from three. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Verse four, I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield yield their fruit. Verse five, and your threshing time shall reach to the vintage and the vintage time shall reach to the sowing time, and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land securely. So when you are going through a dry patch anywhere in your life, you have a promise in Leviticus 26, verses three to five, that you can say, Father Almighty God, because of what Jesus has done, I can come to this promise. And because I am in Christ, this promise now applies to me. That means, Father, you will give me rain in due season. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is where declarations come. Remember what we said about the Bible. Read, study, meditate, confess, do. Keep that in mind. So this is the confession part. So now I know. So let's say I'm going through a difficult time at work or I'm, I haven't seen things happen in my life or I'm just, I feel dry. I just need a, a, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, whatever it may be. There's a promise in the Bible that says, Lord, you will give me rain in due season. That my land will yield her increase and the trees of my field shall yield their fruit. My threshing, now when it says my threshing time shall reach to my vintage, let me explain that. That means my season of collecting my harvest will be so long it will reach to the time that my harvest is not only collected it has become ready for sowing for preparing and for selling that means there will be no break in my resources and the bible says my vintage that means store when i'm storing stuff up will reach to my sowing so that is 360 degrees worth of provision the bible then says that I, and you can declare it, that I declare over my land that I will eat bread to the full and I will dwell in my land securely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what that's one of the promises. Those are the kind of things that the Holy Spirit will bring alive when you really need them. And that will then govern your prayer time. And so he, he's making available that Jesus has won this on your behalf. And if you spend a little bit of time with him, he will guide you to places like this. And all of a sudden you realize that, you know what? I'm not a victim in this matter. I can speak over my industry. I can, it doesn't matter what anybody says. I can hold on to the promises of God and the Lord will help me through it. The reason I'm doing this is remember, let's stay practical. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through the Bible. He'll speak to your heart and he will speak to you through sermons. But notice he will always reveal the word of God to you. 
And this is one of the things he will reveal about Jesus. And Jesus said, he will take of mine and he will reveal it to you. That means he will bring the promises to life. To wrap this up, just to show you what we're talking about, and then I'll move on. What has Jesus won on your behalf? Now, when the, this was one of those times I was reading the Bible and the Holy Spirit said, this is it. Turn with me to the book of Revelations chapter five. And I really pray that by the time we are done, Revelations 5, and we're going to read from verse 12, we'll read one or two verses before that. And I pray that this changes for you, your life forever. Revelations chapter 5. I'm going to read. So what has Jesus won on your behalf? And this is, and remember what we're talking about, the Holy Spirit will make these kind of, these, this is what he will reveal, uh, or what the Bible said, he'll make clear. He will bring it to life. Revelations chapter five, and I'm going to read from verse nine. I'll read from nine and I'm going, my focus is to get to 12. The Bible says, and they sung a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Verse 10, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Verse 11, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb, that's Jesus, that was slain to receive. Now pause. So what has Jesus received from God on your behalf? The Bible now is going to give you a list. The first thing is power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. They are already yours through Jesus's victory. So when you now come into the place of prayer and say that, Lord, I'm going through a difficult time, I need you to strengthen me. Notice the Bible says that prayer is already answered. So it is not going, that is not going to be a prayer that's going to be denied that, Lord, give me strength. I'm waiting for a miracle. Give me strength. I'm going for this. Give me strength. Give me strength to believe you. Give me strength to study. Give me strength to make changes. It's already granted. And the Holy Spirit will reveal that to your heart. Like the Bible in basic English says, he said he will make it clear to you. He will bring it to life. Okay. And so let's look at a few others. And the Bible says power. That is the miracle working power of God. So when we say miracle working power, the word there is dynamis. That means, ladies and gentlemen, whatsoever you are believing God for. Or whatsoever you are asking the Lord for, when you come into the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit will reveal to your heart, he will make clear and make real that a sufficient amount of power is available to turn your seasons around. And those are the things that, that's, and this is just one scripture of the things that Jesus has won on your behalf. So ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will tell you what God is saying, He will tell you about things to come. He will tell you what Jesus has won. And he will tell you of the things that, and that he will make clear to you what that has, what that, the impact of that is on your life. And so he'll make it clear. So when you come into the place of prayer, know for a fact that ladies and gentlemen, you have an ally. No matter what you're believing God for, there is a promise in the Bible that answers your need to the affirmative. Okay, let's go back. The next, so I'm going to touch one more thing and then I'm going to answer a few questions. Um, Ephesians 3, and we'll go to verse 19 now. And the Bible says, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, this is what the Holy Spirit will do. But then the Bible says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit will make, 
let me put it this way. The fullness of the person and the ability of God, the Holy Spirit, will make real on your behalf. There are a variety of ways he does it. Um, come with me, please. Let's look at one or two scriptures and then. So. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power how he went about doing good, in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit will make God real where you are, and he will give you the ability to change the circumstances that you, you confront. The Bible says that when Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, the Bible says he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. The power of God is available to change your circumstances. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will make it possible. He does that by literally filling you with himself, but he also does that by causing his gifts and abilities to manifest on your, to, to become, to function on your behalf. Um, and that's where you realize the power of God kicks in. Let's have a look at what they are. We won't go into a deep discussion about them tonight. Let's have a look at what they are. But these are the things that the Holy Spirit makes possible. First Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to be reading from verse seven. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That means to profit everybody. Verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. They're different. The word of wisdom is where the Holy Spirit tells you about something that is about to happen. He gives you a clear-cut understanding of this is about to happen, make some changes. The word of knowledge is where he tells you that this is happening now okay then the bible says to another faith by the same spirit there's a gift of faith this is when we say the gift of faith that means where in the moment you are given the kind of faith that literally moves mountains god's kind of faith fills your heart it's a gift the holy spirit makes it happen it doesn't happen always it's he makes it happen because it is necessary. And remember, these are ministry gifts. So especially when you have the, the, the need to minister God to work to in your circumstances in whatever you're facing, these gifts show up. The next one the Bible says is to another, the gifts of healing. So by the same spirit, there's certain gifts whereby people have a grace for healing different things, but also when you need him the most, he'll make it happen. Uh, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. What will he do? He will fill you with all the fullness of God, and the result will be miraculous. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So when you need him, um, and when you need him to step in and he will cause his gifts to work, honestly, especially whatever situation you are facing, the Holy Spirit is there to help you so that God will be glorified in whatever you're going through. That's what he does. He makes God real. He makes the healing power of God real. He makes the, the prophetic power of God real. He gives you the insight into invisible things. And now I know it may sound really, let me give you a very simple example. Sometimes you can 
when the Holy Spirit will want to get your attention, you, he'll just make you notice things. And I mean, little things. And they will be life-changing for people. Something happened. Um, this happened to me. This is actually quite recent. This happened to me. Um, let me give you an, an example that uh, where the Holy Ghost will just bring something back to you. Okay. Um, I'm looking for an example. Let me look at an example in, in my world. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was on Friday morning, I was going to minister at um, a funeral. I had a funeral service to, to do. And I, I was early because it was a long, it was a long way from my house. So I got dressed, got ready, hopped into my car. As I drove out of my house, I got to about just one road from my house. And I realized, ah, oh, I've forgotten my gloves. And part of a funeral service is you're outside. I've forgotten my gloves. Let me go back. And the Holy Spirit said, go back and get them. So he laid it on my heart. So I said, okay, I'll go back and get them. So I did a U-turn short trip to my house picked up the gloves, got into my car, began to pull out again, you know, check where I was going. And then as I started on the same journey, this time the satellite navigation system took me down a road out of my town that wasn't usual. And the Holy Spirit said, followed the sat-nav. So I said, okay, it's a few more, it's a little bit longer, but I'll take that way. So I went that way, came onto the road where I was going, drove drove for five minutes and i hit standstill traffic now you would think that well the holy ghost told you how come you've hit standstill traffic to cut a long story short one mile ahead of me there was a horrible accident if i had extended the time that i would have left earlier that was almost exactly the piece of road I would have been on if I was still going. What did the Holy Ghost do? Because he knew what was coming, this is a word of wisdom, he just said, I'm going to delay you. Go back and get your gloves. That changes my travel journey, and I avoid a horrible accident. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what it, I, I, I'm trying, I'm, what I'm saying is it's in the little things that the Holy Spirit will guide you to make these, these things will show up. It's not, it's not always the massive, big, deep things. It's in the little things. Yes, I thank God. I really do thank God. I'm thank God I'm okay. But it's in the little things. And this is what I'm saying, that you have someone on your side and his gifts will manifest for you as you spend time with him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to answer. It's just about, got about just over 20 minutes left. So we've got about under 20, about 11 or 12 minutes left. Let me answer your questions. And then we'll wrap this up. We'll do. Uh, we'll wrap this up next week, and we'll look at how we'll, the things that that will help us to make us sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We'll look at that next week, um, and we'll get to the end of this particular section, which is great. Which is which is the part that speaks about the mir miraculous part, and we'll do that next week. But let's answer some of your questions, and some of your questions are as follows: um, the word of um, someone put the word of knowledge it's the word of knowledge is actually something that is happening now so the bible says in um, mark 2 that jesus knew what the pharisees were thinking that's the word of knowledge in operation jesus also knew that after i die I'm going to come back in three days. This is what's going to happen to you. That's the word of wisdom. That's future. 
So that's the difference. So hopefully that that clarifies it. So when the Holy Spirit points you to something, gives you revelation of this is what is going to happen in the future, whereby you can see a progression of a set of actions, that's the word of wisdom. It's working. When it's the word of knowledge, it's something that's happening at this particular point in time, in particular in the invisible realm. Okay, so that's that. Um, great question. So question I've got is, do we have to be by ourselves to hear from the Holy Ghost in our quiet time alone, away from distractions in bed or asleep? The answer is no, because while I'm talking to you now, like I'm, I'm in the middle of running a session and the Holy Ghost is saying, okay, use this example, go to this scripture, go to that scripture, wrap this one up on this scripture. So you realize hearing him, you don't have to be away from distractions. You just have to be attuned to him talking to you. So you're sensitive to him. So, and this is what Pastor Agle spoke about on Sunday. And by the way, Sunday's message was a classic. Please, please, please listen to it. Listen to it again on video. Listen to it again on, on YouTube. It was a classic. Please grab that message. It's pivotal. It has so much. We will unpack it in the in uh, future weeks, but, but that was absolutely amazing. He spoke on Sunday about conversational prayer. So I can be in the middle of an interview and the Holy Spirit can just say, keep quiet for a moment. Or the Holy Spirit can say, take this chair, don't take that one. So what it is, is being sensitive to him. Remember, he's on your inside. So you don't necessarily have to be away from distractions because you can be in the middle of a noisy place, but you're sensitive to him. So where does he speak to you on the inside? So he can get your intentions. Now, if you find that you hear from God more when things are quiet or just before you go to sleep or when you wake up early in the morning, fantastic. What do I recommend? Have a notebook near you. When the Holy Ghost speaks to you, make a note, put it in, put it in your phone, but writing it longhand is fantastic. Just write it down. This is what the Holy Ghost said. Put a note next to it, put a date next to it, and you're up and running. But that doesn't mean the only time the Holy Spirit will speak to you is when things are quiet. That's not the case. The Holy Spirit will speak to you anywhere you are anywhere you are all you have to do is to use a phrase tune in radio waves are always working there's always music playing on the radio but if you don't tune into the station you won't hear it and so when you're sensitive that holy spirit what should i do now even in a crowded room he can tell you literally he'll tell you it might be a nudge it might be a decision or he just may tell you do it this way and that's how he works so what do you do? Great way to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Worship music, prayer, praying in the Spirit, really, really, it turbocharges your hearing of the Holy Spirit. Study in the Bible and study in the Bible regularly. And this is the beauty of a quiet time. Time spent with God as you start your day will affect the whole of your day. And so you realize you'll become more sensitive during the day if you start your day with the Lord. It's, un, it's an unbreakable principle. Jesus did it. Jesus, the Bible says that when Jesus woke up a long time before day, he went out and he spent time with the Lord. So try and do that and it will really help. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Um, I Hopefully that helps. Um, by the way, if you want a scripture for that, um, Isaiah chapter 30, reading from verse 20. 21. And the Bible says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. So the Holy Spirit will literally be talking to you. So hopefully that helps. Okay. Um, there's, do we have another question? I think I saw one. Yes. Okay. The Bible, uh, this is what uh, I've got a lovely question. It says, pastor, if we have the mind of Christ, does this mean that when the Holy Spirit reveals God to us, how hard should it be for us to get? Not sure if this makes sense. It makes a whole load of sense. Let's put this in context. When the Holy Ghost reveals God to you, whether or not it is easy for you to understand comes from the following. Matthew 22, 
37 to 40. 37 in particular speaks about the great commandment. The Bible says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The Bible says this is the first commandment and, and the second is like unto it. This is the first and the great commandment and the second is like unto it. Keep in mind, when you spend time with God, he renews your heart, your soul, and your mind. That means when God now speaks to you, the more renewed your heart, soul, and mind are to begin to believe, begin to process information or think and begin to picture the way God wants to, the easier it is for you to understand him. If, and so this, this, is, this is key about studying the Bible. Studying the Bible is not a chore. It changes you. Because what happens is the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that, oh, so this is how God does it. So these are the patterns that are available in the Bible. So this is God's intention. What is he doing? He's reshaping my thinking. So when crunch time comes and he wants to tell me something, he will speak and my heart, which causes me to believe, my soul, and this is really important. The Bible says in 3 John 2, the Bible says, my beloved, I wish above all things that you may be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. So the more your soul is attuned. So what, what does your soul do? Make decisions. The more your soul is attuned to choosing God, the easier it is when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you'll be able to say, that's God. And once it's happened once or twice, the pattern of God becomes evident and all of a sudden you'll begin to you're already he won't be have to say it as loud you'll realize god you're working on this okay god i understand you're doing this so when you find it hard to relate to god don't panic this is what we're going to deal with next week just deal with the basics and the basics ladies and gentlemen are as follows Study the Bible, spend time in prayer, spend time in worship, spend time in obedience and giving. We'll look at those and we'll look at how they, how the Holy Spirit works through those five things. We'll look at that next week, but keep it in mind. So that's what it means. So when you find it hard, just do the basics. Spend time praying in the spirit, spend time reading the Bible, say the Lord's prayer every day. Spend time. And one of the big ones is be kind to people. Now, I know that's a freak out, and we'll talk about a lot more about that next week, but be kind to people because show love to people. In those times, it becomes easy to understand, oh, so God, this is what you're doing. So this is what you're doing. And people that have done that throughout the Bible have seen their seasons turn, okay? Great question. Absolutely great question. Um, okay. How about a bad dream? Is it from the Holy Ghost? Pause for a moment. Dreams come from different places. One of them, um, let me find it. This will be, yes. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse three. Ecclesiastes five, verse three. The Bible says, for a dream cometh through the multitude of business. Now that means what you were doing before you slept has a great influence on the kind of dreams you have. So if, especially if you haven't had time to, you know, wind down. So in all sincerity, you will realize if you spend time, you're watching something as innocuous as 911 or another police program, you will have, there's a possibility that you will have dreams along those lines. So we realize when you have dreams, that's the activity of your mind you realize that's not necessarily the Holy Ghost speaking. When you have nightmares, that's not from God. God has no desire to teach you through fear. It's not how he functions. We're, we're out of time. And that's a really good question. If you have a bad dream, especially if you have a nightmare where it instills fear, let's come to a conclusion that's not from God and you are not a victim. What do you do when you wake up? Declare 
God's will concerning you when dreams like that come. Now, if the Holy Spirit gives you a premonition or a picture of tomorrow, he, or even if it's relatively dire, there'll be something missing and it is the element of fear. And he will introduce it in that this is happening, but when you pray about it, when you come to me, this is how I'm going to handle it. I really hope that helps. Um, actually, really good question. And so keep that in mind. So dreams is a very interesting place to go. Really spend time in the word. If you want to know, the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and he'll speak through the word. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. Um, we will pick this up next week and it should be fun. Um, and let's say a prayer together as we close. And Father Almighty God, we pray, O oh Lord, that this week, we pray, O oh Lord, as we come into this week, that the ministry of the Holy Spirit becomes simple. Father Almighty God, cause him to cause our words, our thoughts, and our actions to line up with your will, thereby causing miracles to become normal. We pray, O oh Lord, that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit will become normal. Let your voice become clear. Cause us to be able to hear you when it's noisy and when it's quiet. Open up our Bible study times with you, Lord. In Jesus' most holy name, amen. If anybody is believing God for a miracle, I join my faith with yours. And I do this not just as rope, and I believe God for a miracle. Wherever you are, we join our faith together and we stand in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wheresoever you may be, may God come through for you. May God help, may God heal, may God provide, and may God guide you. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We'll pick this up. Um, next week, Monday. Um, hope you've enjoyed it so far. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.